Are you guys playing or not? Do you want to play? Are you ready to play? Are you crazy? Excuse me. Go away. I'm not doing get it. Out no. my face. Scream, get my Glock. Let's do this. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Commercialism. <laughs> Capitalism. Oh, yes. <laughs> what our nation is based upon. Girl, <laughs> yes. Yes, girl. Yes. I, I can't do that. Don't expect me. I hate you for that. What? Girl. <laughs> the tables have turned. Yes. I loved it, though. Loved it. Loved it. Set the mood. It did. Romantic with money. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. I mean, why not? Listen. Um. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. We're here to ruin it. Yeah. With creepy, with spooky, with ooky, with history. Sure. Because history ruins a lot of things. Yeah, we learned the <laughs> truth about a lot of things. Listen. Ooh. So, while you are enjoying your chocolates mm. or sweets, I personally don't like chocolates that or much. champagne or Ooh. wine. Ooh, that was good for me. There we go. I say, you, look, hey. <laughs> Valentine's Day ain't all about the sweet. Sometimes you need a nice drink, a nice wine. Yeah, a champagne, a face mask, a date an exfoliator. Yourself. Dude, do it. Look, this is what you need. This is your own date today. Okay, this is your own date day. You get yourself some wine. You have yourself a spa day for yourself. Some flowers. Mm -hmm. Your favorite meal. Ooh, yes. If you have a favorite chocolate, then yes. If you have a favorite candy or sweet, yes. Mm -hmm. Or a favorite bakery. Yes. Or your favorite Starbucks drink. And your favorite podcast, Us. Mm, obviously. Yes. Look, just go in the bath, dim the lights, turn us on, and Ooh, go. You know what we should do to make it better? We'll make sensual voices while we tell our history now. I like that. <laughs> so we're going to be very romantic. Yes. We're going to set the mood. We'll soothe you. Soothe, because I may be loud. We both may be loud, mm -hmm. but today we're going to be relaxed. Yes. While you soak in the tub or in your couch or on your bed, just relaxing. Girl, it's all about you. Yes. And boys, you deserve to be pampered as well. Mm -hmm. And let us do that. Let us do that. Screams, if you will. I will. Thank you. So for Valentine's Day, not everything's going to be warm and snuggly and romantic and sweet because we don't do that. No, sir. Today, I will be talking about sirens. Wow. You know, that is not warm, snuggly, romantic or sweet. Nope. None of that. But we love that. It's somewhat lustful, though. Oh, yes. So, sirens were half bird and half woman creatures from Greek mythology who enticed sailors to their destruction with their irresistibly beautiful singing to shipwreck on rocky coasts of their island. If that doesn't sound romantic, I don't know what does. Right? <laughs> I feel that love. Just let me crash into you. Oh, this is going to be fun. Ooh, I can tell. <laughs> I'm getting trembles. <laughs> okay, okay. <sighs> okay. <sighs> you have a little more in there. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. Okay, 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 okay. So, historically, the creature is of Eastern origin and came to Greece during the Orientalizing period of Greek art. Mm, That's, well, yeah. So, it's no wonder so many sirens in their paintings yeah love a beautiful painting paint me like your french person yes paint me like your siren ah! 
this bitch is on it today. <laughs> the wrong day to be on it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. The sirens had beautiful singing voices and were gifted lyre players. So wonderful was their musical talent that it was said that they could even calm the wind. Their famous appearance in literature is in Homer's Odyssey that we all read in middle school and high school. Roman poets placed them on small islands called Serenum Scopoli. According to the Greek Neoplatonist, I did say that right. Neoplatonist philosopher Proclus, Plato said there were three kinds of sirens the celestial, the generative, and the purificatory and cathartic. I wouldn't want to be generative. Nope. I wouldn't want to be a general siren. Nope. The first were under the government of Zeus, and the second under that of Poseidon, and the third of Hades. I'll go with Hades. Fags, me too, girl. Zeus was a hoe. I don't want him touching me. <laughs> when the soul is in heaven, the sirens seek, by harmonic motion, to unite it to the divine life of the celestial host. And when in Hades, to confirm the soul of eternal infernal regimen, but when on earth, their only job is to produce generations of which the sea is emblematic. Hmm, so they're just here to make love. All that love on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> now for some mythology. Sirens were hybrid creatures with the body of a bird and the head of a woman, sometimes also with human arms. According to Ovid, a Roman poet, who were 43 BC to 17 AD. The sirens were the companions of young Persephone. Demeter gave them wings to search for Persephone when she was abducted by Hades. However, the fabulae of Hyginus, a Latin author, has Demeter cursing the sirens for failing to intervene in the abduction of Persephone. According to Hyginus, sirens were fated to live only until the mortals who had heard their songs were able to pass by them. Another mythology puts them with the muses. It is said that Hera, queen of the gods, persuaded the sirens to enter a singing contest with the muses. And we both know you can't compete with the muses. Oh no, have you seen Disney? The muses blew it down. Y'all thought y'all were gonna win against five black women singing their hearts out? I'm so sorry. There's too much soul to handle. The muses won the competition, of course. Yes. And then plucked out all the sirens' feathers and made crowns of them. To and be that, honest, that sounds kind of cool. And that's how 97.8 was born. Out of their anguish from losing the competition, Stephanus of Byzantium wrote, The sirens turned white and fell into the Sea of Aptera, which translates to featherless, where they formed the island in the bay that were called Liokai, the white ones, which is now modern Sauda. So they looked like wet chickens. The sirens were called the muses of the lower world. Classical scholar Walter Copeland Perry states, their song, though irresistibly sweet, was no less than swept and lapped both body and soul in a fatal lethargy, the forerunner of death and corruption. 
Their song is continually calling on Persephone. The term siren song refers to an appeal that is hard to resist, but that, if heeded, will lead to bad conclusions, girl. We know that things do lead to bad conclusions. Yes, especially when somebody's singing. You never know what you might do. Mm -hmm. If it sounds that good, (laughs) you never know. That's why we call it a panty dropper. Later, writers have implied the sirens were cannibals, based on secret description of them, quote, lolling there in the meadow, round them heaps of corpses rotting away, rags of skin shivering on their bones. A lot of quotes from stories involving sirens mention just the flesh rotting away, which implies that, with their feathers stolen, their divine nature kept them alive when unable to provide food for their visitors who starved to death by refusing to leave. Now to go further down in history, by the time of the Renaissance, the female court of musicians known as courtesans, which is a euphemism for prostitutes, particularly one with wealthy, powerful, and influential clients, we love to see it, filled the role of an unmarried companion and musical performance by unmarried women could be seen as immoral. Seeing as a creature who can control a man's reason, female singers became associated with the mythological figure of the siren, who usually takes a half-human, half-animal form. Sirens continue to be used as a symbol for the dangerous temptations embodied by women regularly through Christian art of the medieval era. However, in the 17th century, some Jesuit writers began asserting their actual existence, including my personal favorite, Cornelius A. Lapidi, who said of women, and before I read this, let me just say, if I ever wanted myself to be associated with a romantic relationship, this is what must be said to me, even to have a chance. No more no less and let me tell you you should feel the same after i read it so get ready okay her glance is that of a fable basilisk her voice a siren's voice with her voice she enchants with her beauty she deprives of reason voice and sight alike deal destruction and death those are wedding vows if i've ever heard them (laughs) Those are my ticket into any relationship. You gotta say it. Yes, I don't blame you. This let me know my eyes are piercing enough to kill. Love it. My voice is the best voice you've ever heard. And to reduce reason. Yes, with my beauty. I do have a question, though. Since Simon started out as half women, half bird... Where did they have mermaid? Where did the mermaid come in? Funny you should say that. So, it's actually Christianity that brought that into them because they saw Mm. them on islands near water. Uh But it's actually a Mandela effect. Nobody ever said sirens were mermaids. True indeed. But I guess pop culture in Hollywood just had to make it that way. No one wanted to see a half bird. Mm. And how are they cannibals? They're not. Then why were they called cannibals? Poets wrote that, and you know how they are. They like to sprinkle a little bit of extra in there. Mm, I hope they should have had dictionaries. But they couldn't feed the shipwrecked men. So 
They were just associated because there were a lot of dead corpses around. It's not their fault. They were never seen to eat them. They just died because they got stranded on an island. Oh, well. Sucks to be them. Agreed. And why can't an unmarried woman enjoy making music? It's not fair. Always taking all the fun. I guess that would put me in that category. But now we will move on to my contribution. Let me hear it. I have three examples of people showing their love and devotion throughout history in different parts of the world. Okay. Are you prepared? Always am. Thanks to the Totonic Order during the medieval period, we had the Germanic Knights. <gasps> Sorry, I like bites. Mm -hmm. As interesting as they were, the Totonic women were just badasses. Love that. During times of war, they traveled with their beloved knights. <gasps> they would cook for the soldiers and tend to their wounds Ooh. just as they were supposed to. However, they really came in handy when the men would fight. Their bloodthirsty cries fueled the knights' confidence in battle. Ooh. Historians have actually labeled them as the first cheerleaders. But the most devoted women would arm themselves and follow their future husbands into battle. Yeah, Helping to kill the enemy knights mm -hmm. if necessary. So they were the real ride or die chicks. I love them. You'll love them, this next one. I don't know what it'll do to you. It might make your skin crawl. How romantic. Yes. In England, 19th century Austria to be exact, young eligible ladies had an interesting way to gain the interest from the apple of their eye. Murder? No. Damn, this woman's nasty. Everything starts out normal with a sort of singles dance. Ooh. Single men and women go to a party trying to find that special someone. Mm -hmm. We usually put on our best outfits and makeup. And you just bring out the best TikTok dance moves that came out two days ago. But nah. These young ladies brought apple slices to the dance. Apple slices? Yes. Like the actual fruits? Yes. Like apples? Yes. Cut apples? Yes. And for the entire dance, the young woman would hold the apple slices under their armpits. <laughs> and at the end, if she found a particular young man... Please don't tell me they're doing what I think they're going to do. If she found a particular young man attractive enough to date, she would give him the apple slice. If the feeling was mutual, he would take a bite of that funky-ass apple slice. But I gotta say, if he's willing to eat your sweaty armpit fruit, I honestly believe that he loves you. Keep it romantic, keep it romantic, keep it romantic. Oh my god. But I say if you like to scream, screaming is okay on Valentine's Day too. <laughs> as long as it's done right. I just wonder how fast that apple slice turned brown. You know, they turn brown pretty quickly after you cut them. But when you have heat and sweat involved in a tight space. I think. I wonder. I think. The opposite. I think it's actually an incredibly big red flag. If somebody's willing to eat my armpit apple. I think it'd be a red flag for someone to give me one. So that means these people were made for each other. 
There's just red flags in the whole room. Two negatives don't equal a positive, people. Unless it's marriage. Oh, Lord. And my last contribution. Love poems and love songs are supposed to be expressions of someone's love and affection for their love interest. Mine involved death, and that's more romantic to me. Yes. However, in Viking societies... Love it. Love songs and poems were viewed as vulgar. Ooh. And would make the lady receiving them look bad or slutty <gasps> somehow. Scandalous! Yes. Also, suitors were told that they shouldn't see the girl they loved much before they proposed marriage. But a long courtship could also ruin a lady's reputation. Any of this could provoke her family to defend her honor by attacking and or <gasps> killing the suitor. So if you're a Viking, don't write love songs or love poems, don't visit your crush too often, and don't stay engaged for too long before getting married or it'll somehow result in her looking like the village slut and her family will try to kill you. Wait, this one's my favorite. Yes, because this is exactly how it's gonna be. In this day and age, this is like blaming a girl for getting a dick pic in her DMs. Like, how, how is it my fault? If you don't mind my asking. That is my new aesthetic now. You have to see me once every two to three weeks. No poems. No songs. But then remember, you have to get married quickly. No long courtship either. You know what? I'm going to make him come visit me twice a week so my parents could kill him. Like, I still like you, but no. You're making me look like a slut. And now, you gotta pull up. <laughs> well, that was Valentine's Day. That was all the love we had to offer this year. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope we set the mood, if a mood was set at all. <laughs> I'm, I feel in the mood. Good night, darklings. And happy Valentine's Day to you all in the bathtub. So I'm leaving. Thank okay. you, everyone. And you can send an email to we don't play podcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can also find us on Instagram at we don't play podcast. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at we don't play pod. Yes, and you can listen to us on Castbox, Tune In, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And Google Play Music. Yes, we are there too. Like and subscribe. Review and comment. We also have a Patreon. www.patreon.com slash we don't play.